0: You're listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. Welcome everyone to Ice Prep Podcast. We are officially on to episode 12 and we've done one of these ones before. And I think it was when we got uh, one of the funniest takes out of Pat, just anger wise. So we'll see what happens again. We're recording in the morning because I've been on a morning shift all week. So it's a little tougher to do in the afternoon. So Pat has chugged some coffee, yep. and we'll we'll see what we'll see as the the show goes on because he starts a little bit quieter and then it it starts to pick up after. So welcome to the mornings, Pat.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, do not like mornings. Um, they have always... you would
0: love the three a.m. alarm. Then
1: the thought of that makes me physically ill. <laughs> like I mean especially to go to work if it was like to go on a vacation like i don't mind if my alarm goes off and it's like 3 a.m because i got to get to toronto for my flight at 10 a.m and i forgot to pack um but yeah if it's for work that is just what an anticlimactic way to have to start your day at three in the morning oh my god oh that's
0: usually why I prep the coffee the night before, go downstairs, yeah. plug it in right away. Have one or two before I even leave for work, which is what this week has been. But the the nice thing is, is you get off a lot earlier from work. So I'm usually home a lot earlier, which is the nice side of it. Yeah. And then this yeah. way, this way you're like, oh, well, let's start my day with a podcast and then have some fun at work after that.
1: Literally record my work podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this one gets him warmed up for that one. Clearly. Yeah, I'm
1: getting my pipes all warmed up. That's that's how I work, I'm like an opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it's been a
0: a weird hockey week. Just yeah. to jump right into that, um, some weeks we we have a very news heavy sheet that we kind of. We have we plan it all out beforehand. We rarely stick to said sheet, and some weeks it's just like news story, news story, news story, and a lot of them are heavy. There's one or two this week, but it seems like it's been a it's been a weird hockey week all around with um, uh, some of the things that have happened, like the Arizona Coyotes not just uh, being like, hey, we're gonna have a 3,200 seat arena that we have to put 15 million dollars into. Um, we're going to stop the hottest team in the league because that's what the Coyotes do.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, I saw a lot of Colorado fans being upset about this. Like, the team has been playing like crazy over the past month. They weren't going to win every game. This one really didn't bother me at all. I mean, it was nothing like the Nashville game where they lost because of bad call. That That was aggravating. That was frustrating, and it wasn't anger or frustration because they lost but because of the way they lost um this one you know uh Wedgwood came in and he played his one of his best games like he looked incredible um Colorado was down McKinnon I mean you can't really blame a loss on a singular uh player gone but it was still it was still a good game by Colorado all in all and I I don't know it didn't really bother me that much
0: yeah and since the last episode uh McKinnon is Out it was, uh, or no, that did happen. Like pretty much the day uh, before we had recorded last time, because I remember we talked about McKinnon with the 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 uh, stick to his face. Yeah, so you figured probably a concussion. There's concussion. Um, If I remember correctly, did he not have to get surgery as well for Mm -hmm. it? So he's going to miss the All Star game, uh, which takes place tonight. We are going to dive into that a little bit.
1: Yes, this is the second half of it.
0: Yes, so um, we're recording Friday morning. Some of you may hear this Friday. Some of you may hear this Saturday. So it, it gets confusing that way. So we're going to refer to things as Friday, I guess, in this case, just to make it so that we're not always – we're recording on Friday, but
1: yeah. Yes. Anywho, yeah. So <laughs> uh, McKinnon is going to miss, like you mentioned, he's having surgery. So the the full extent of his injuries were broken nose. Um, it, sort of like a fracture around the eye, and I believe that's where the surgery lies. Hmm. Um, and then uh concussion, like you said. But it sounds like the concussion's pretty mild. Um, and they're actually slating for him to uh, come back in their first game back from the All-Star break. So, uh, which is shocking. Like, uh, normally concussions, not so much, but uh, I think that he, he was mild enough and he's recovering fast enough that he seems on pace and he's going to be wearing most likely a full mask. So good to hear that it wasn't as bad as it looked
0: he'll be joining dougie hamilton in the full mask department yep yep. uh and for those curious uh that means if i'm not mistaken did they not give um roman yossi of nashville to see instead with mckinnon not being there for the all-star game
1: yes so as much as it's frustrating uh that it wasn't someone like Rantanen, in, for instance, you know, pull from the team that the team was lost because that's what you saw with other removals. But Well, it's, that would were... also
0: mean they'd have to give Tom Wilson the C and they weren't going to do that.
1: No, but uh, even <laughs> still, they could have shifted around this. I don't think people really cared about the C at that point. No, I... Um, but I was a bit frustrated because you did see other teams get a replacement player from their team in there. And I'm aware, yes, Kale McCarr and Kadri are there as well. So you already have good representation from Colorado. It would have been nice to see either Landis Gog or Rantanen get in because both of them are having amazing seasons, but they did give it to Yossi. I was a little bummed at first, but, you know, he was part of the last man in campaign. I can't complain too much because he is also having a hell of a season. Um, he's a great player, and he deserved to be in there regardless over someone. Yeah, no honestly, he... To Nick Suzuki. Great player, but yo, I would have chosen Su- like Yossi over Suzuki or Keller or half the team. Like Dalene, like it, they got participation trophies. Yossi got robbed of a spot, so it's nice to see that he is in there now.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I would even put uh, Devils Jack Hughes on that list. Like, yeah, he's playing well, but is he an all-star this year? And eh, that's why it's the He'll NBA. It like, the fans get to vote in the extra guys, which is how you now have Fred Van Fleet going. Uh, for the Raptors to the NBA All-Star Game. Woo! But I think, I, I hope the NHL kind of adopts, like, no, just send the best players and let the fans vote in a few others that aren't upon that list.
1: Yeah, like, you, you see that complaint. with the uh, Zagris or Zegris, or her, I think it's Zegris. I've got to figure out how to say yeah, it. Yeah, Zegris. 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 Um, you, you see that with uh and him going into one of the skills competitions. Um, so they brought him in, even though he wasn't voted in, which he should have been. Um, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, so it is good to see that they are bending the rules, and I'm hopeful that it's no longer a bend and it's just a change that they're going well, to make.
0: Well, not only that, just thinking on it, if the NHL wants to promote the game, why do they not have like the top 5-10 to rookie uh, point-getters there no matter what? Why do they have to be in... Like, bring in the kids that are going to potentially be the future. Let them have fun with those, too. How awesome would it be to see the two Detroit Red Wings there to see what's-his-face from Nashville that we had no idea even existed until it was like, he's fourth in points in rookie scoring somehow. That's one of the... that to me is another one of those easy opportunities. Like, you want to help promote and push the game, uh, especially don't send who knows who from Detroit. Like, send get the best rookies there as well, because a lot of them lately they can do things that are unreal.
1: You know what they should do? Is they should do the trophy competitions. So, the current front runners for all of the end of the year trophies all go in. So, like, the top. Five top 10 they all go in and they compete in specific challenges so you've got the rookies you've got you know accuracy slap shot skating you know things like that um You've got the top defensemen doing, you know, defensive things, breakouts. Who does the fastest breakout? Um, stripping, like, you've got a one-on-one. Like, a re- like <laughs> one of the really good skaters going up against a defenseman, can they take the puck away? They have six or seven chances to do it. Goaltenders, I mean, that one's pretty simple. It's pretty much, you know, take a bunch of shots on they, goalies. They have
0: that one. Any At least that one seems to be pretty much par for the yeah. course because usually the goalies that get voted in tend to be your, like, top, seven eight for the the Vezna vote so that's the only one where it kind of matches yeah and I guess a bit for the heart trophy typically but I agree like the other side of things I I would love to see like a, you bring all the rookies in and have one or two of them compete in everything even if they're not good at it yeah just to see the difference right so um, we're talking like since we're on all-star game Do we kind of want to go into it a little bit more here instead of circling back to it later?
1: Yeah, yeah. let's just go into it. I think that that makes the most amount of sense.
0: Okay, so there's obviously Friday night. um, All of the events take place. Starts at 8 p.m. tonight in Vegas, and I've heard a lot of calls from a lot of people. I agree. Host this in Vegas every year. Minus, uh, because of COVID, the Pro Bowl for the NFL has... Always been in Hawaii It is not right now just because of travel Yeah, They've got it in Vegas Why not, it's a destination Town, you want the players to actually Show up, what player In February wants to go To Edmonton, no offense, Edmonton or Winnipeg for an all-star game You it's think that cold. players You think that players wouldn't be like um, Oh, well, I'll just show up because it's in Vegas I was probably going to go party There anyway Like the I I hope the NHL looks at this and goes, let's establish a home base for the All-Star game here. I get that it's supposed to help grow the game and the other little communities,
1: but... It doesn't do that. Like, they need to... No! it, It doesn't, like, because... You and I would not be able to get tickets if they went to Toronto or Buffalo or Detroit or Ottawa. We would not be able to go and purchase a ticket to go see this because it's not a reasonable price. It's going to be a very expensive price. So put it in a place where all the money is, which is literally Las Vegas. Like, just just do it. It, it makes no sense to fight against it. They're going to see so many people go to Vegas, so many people interacting with it. And it's they're trying to input so much gambling into if you watch any feed all they talk about is like "Oh, if you did this bet you would have made 32 dollars <laughs> like they they do that so much so why not just keep it there and just focus on their money uh generating side of things which is betting like they're they know that that's where they make money so go for it
0: well not only that it if- was You've got Vegas itself, so you know that they're going to put on an amazing in-arena experience for the people that are there. Now that you've brought ESPN into the mix, and if Vegas is the one producing it, which let's be honest, they probably have a big say in it. You know it's also going to be great for TV. Years past, the All-Star games watching on television, it's the most boring thing. It's like they've got the most exciting players doing the most exciting thing, and they're like, how can we suck All of the air out of the room. Oh, I know. 45 minutes between events to set things up. I have the feeling this year it's going to be, like, snappy between events. Because when you look at who's doing what, the outside people, they're not doing anything inside. No. So it's not like they're going to be rushing them back, which that, to me, they've at least figured that out,
1: right? So the downside with all of this, though, is the chatter that you get to miss. So that was sort of the fun was seeing all these players that normally don't get to just sit and hang out and, you know, on the ice together and just have those candid conversations and just be normal people and just you know, bring their kids on the ice and, and, and shoot the puck with them. You don't really get that until the Saturday game now. And even then, you're probably yeah. not going to get much of it. And the other thing that I'm not a huge fan of, and I understand why they're doing the separation, is I want to see some of these other people do the shootout. Like, how is Connor McDavid not in the shootout? Because he's in the fastest skater? Oh, too bad. What about Kale McCarr? Remember what he did to Flurry? Like, you know these people have hands, but just because they're speedy and speedy as well as Chris Kreider? Um, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I don't think that, like... well,
0: maybe it's, maybe it's one of those things that like, here's the official and the NHL. I hope they call a few audibles to be like, you know what, actually let's bring this other guy in the, like, just because, or maybe they decided to do this. Cause they're like in trial runs. If we have too many guys brought in, yeah, the, the show extends out too long. And then it starts to, cause they, you know, that they have to try and keep this to a certain amount of time. Cause as I said, like.
1: Oh, I know NHL All Star game. The NHL
0: All Star Game is the most boring out of all of the All Star things. Like baseball, I think they haven't made because their main event is the bigger draw than the actual All Star game itself in the home run derby. The NHL doesn't have anything like that. Basketball's got the slam dunk competition. They've got all the three point stuff. So it's the NHL has to find something. They haven't yet.
1: Well, maybe that's maybe the, this fountain thing or the, the no, 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 and you're 22. wrong. You're wrong. You are wrong because that is what the shootout competition should be. That's when the person can yes. show their skills, but they don't allow that opportunity. They don't create any sort of competition out of it. They have, here's these six people do your thing. Okay, cool. What they could do is they could do, um, East versus West and it's like a shootout. They earn points. They see how many goals that they can get and then, You know, they vote on who get the best goal, as well as, you know, they get first possession in the game next, when they play next or something. But, like, that's how they could at least gamify that to create some sort of friction or drama or whatever it may be to create it it's there it's in front of them they just need to use that tool which is the shootout it's there the skill and the talent nobody cares about how fast somebody can skate in an oval if i wanted to watch that i could watch <laughs> nascar and it's just like it's it, the exact same thing it's just like oh look how fast he is with with the new technology in the skates that they're tracking the speeds of the player why do we need that competition now? We know who the fastest is in the game. Why do we need to watch them do that loop, right? That seems like a waste.
0: Because you never, you never see that one during the game quite like that. Like, why, yeah, I agree. Like, why is there not the from-stop, like, four strides? Who's got the most? Well, unfortunately, without McKinnon there, you're not really going to get to see the, like, because he's got one of the scariest bursts of speed. Him and Barzal are just but they- unreal. McDavid has to have his glide to get going. So it's the Oval. What's what's the point of it? Like, there's an event for that with a gold medal happening on the other side of the world right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, they showed the stats. I can't remember. I think it might have even been from NHL, but somebody showed the stats of the fastest skaters of the season so far. Like, who has skated the fastest? McKinnon wasn't even on there. He can do bursts of speeds, but he's not the fastest skater. McCarr was third. Uh, Second. Just with that, um,
0: the reason why McKinnon isn't on there is when it was made it was only for players who will be at the all-star game uh, as a part of that so when that was made that's why there's a few players that are uh, just as fast as that top group weren't on that list
1: gotcha okay so i didn't i didn't read that asterisk um they probably
0: there literally was an asterisk on the image for that (laughs) they, they
1: probably should have made it a little bit bigger than an asterisk um or maybe i should just Read stats and then like all the information about it, since you know reading stats is part of my job. Um, <laughs> but no, the All Star game—I don't know. I'm gonna watch it begrudgingly. Like I'm gonna watch it and be angry at it the whole time, and then like turn it off and be mad that I spent my time. I remember what was it? Two years ago? Three years ago? I can't remember. One of the one of the All Star games afterwards was the story about Connor McDavid's rehab. Um, that's when they premiered it. And that was far better than the all-star game.
0: That's why I'm hoping this being Vegas, they make it a thing. And who knows, maybe there, maybe it ends up being a very, very lucky thing for the NHL that the NFL is also in town for their pro bowl, because maybe it means some people, some celebrities, some big names, maybe like, Oh, let's, let's kill some time on Friday night as well. And they get that, that extra little bump and boost and what we'll, we'll wait and see mm-hmm. as I I'll I'll at the very least I'll be following along on Twitter I don't know if I'll have it on TV but you never know oh yeah
1: but yes I think we've we've wasted enough time on the all-star game because <laughs> the the all-star game itself is a waste um no and I know you have a note on here about how you wanted to just quickly touch on something so if you want to dive into that I, I think that you should take that one
0: um which one on that are you referring to? The yeah. The the fourth one on the list yeah. or the third one on Another the list? The fourth one. Okay. Um yeah, so this is um there's no fun or easy way to bring this up even though it is a very happy thing now. Yes. Let's it's we're not setting resolution. up this like Yes. Um you may or may not remember A few years ago when Eric Carlson was a part of the Ottawa Senators, um, he had taken a few days or a few games away um, because their son at the time was stillborn and he was very open about it. His wife said, um, Melinda Carlson, that they wanted to be very open about that just to help others going through loss. To
1: really break the stigma of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they, like, you think a few years ago that is... Way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that point on, they've been a lot more private with their personal life, which you can't blame them for. Yeah. Um, so yesterday it got posted that Eric and Melinda, Carls- Melinda Carlson had a baby boy, which is amazing news. Um, yeah. There's a few things in this. We'll just go over it quick and then we'll back out because it is a very happy moment but there's also a lot of sadness attached to it. Um, On the picture posted by Eric Carlson on his Instagram, um, he's got a tattoo on his, uh, what is that? His right hand with wings, and there's three sets of initials in there. So that was news to a lot of people because we only knew of one. Um, So they now have their baby boy who is named Stellan Axel Carlson. The middle name Axel was the... Uh, first son's first name so it's kind of coming full circle they're just one of those um, amazing news for the Carlsons Mm -hmm. and um, you never want to see a player injured from the game having to be home but this is probably the best possible uh, injury time that he will ever have in his career getting the chance to spend that time with his wife and with his son at home
1: yeah totally and yeah, like you mentioned, we don't want to spend too long on it. Um, but no, it is—it's incredible to see. Um, I saw that post, and you know, it really warmed my heart just because you know, I—I I can't imagine what that feels like. I hope I never have to imagine what that feels like. Um, yeah. And yeah, so on a happy note, yes, congratulations. Yeah, it- that is fantastic to hear. Congratulations to the both of them, um, and uh, good on Eric for getting hurt at that time. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, go did the same thing, you know? He just coincidentally had his whole leg cut open in the playoffs and got to be there for his child being born. So there you go.
0: Ovechkin coincidentally got COVID just before the All Star game and won't get suspended for not going to it this time. Yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that up like as soon as I said that to you and you're just like, Oh yeah, no. And I was like, No,
0: and then I, and then the more I thought into it, and you think back, like he's been—I don't even know how many times, two or three suspensions, because he decided to not go. So it's like, I wonder, was there uh, a red marker near that uh, rapid test that he
1: had done? No. So what I think happened is that he was planning on going because it's Vegas, and if there's one person in the NHL that loves Vegas more than any other player, I believe that would be Ovechkin. Potentially Kucherov, but I'm pretty sure it's Ovechkin. And, no, it it's Ovechkin. And uh they probably were like you're not in the you're not going to be in the skills competition where you're in the fountain and he was mad because he wanted to crush <laughs> beers and sit in the fountain and just again, just hang out and just do that again and they stripped that from him so he said, "Well, you know what?" and then he just he went to an to a, a rally of some kind, got COVID and was like, "Oh no, I can't go! <laughs> Shucks!" And that's how it. Or happened. they
0: probably told him he couldn't drink during the event, so he was like, "Nope, yeah, not having any of it." No. And so yes, if you Dia clearly will- missed that, Ovechkin not going to the All Star game. He'll be back, but after the All Star game. And yes, um, just on that quick. Um, so as of Monday. That is when the new change begins in the NHL, that if a player tests positive for COVID-19, if they're asymptomatic, they get to play.
1: Yeah, because, you know, the whole point of asymptomatic was that you could still spread it around, you just don't get any symptoms. So they're still going to spread it around and infect the entire league, but they don't have symptoms. I mean, there's
0: there's 70-plus percent of players have gotten it in the league, and they they really really want to finish... Yeah, they really want to finish the season by April 29th. Hence why some teams are not going to have a fun February.
1: Oh,
0: um, no, Most of those being Canadian teams, yeah. a lot of, um, like, uh, what is... I'm trying to remember the worst one. It was something like 10 games in 15 days or something like that for the one team. Yeah, Or it was 8 and 15 or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but I am very happy because it means basically hockey every single night to watch. Yeah. Which is always i i enjoy that very much
1: yeah no it'll be it'll be fun but it's also going to really mess up the league i think like what you've seen so far is going to be really different the second half there's going to be a a lot of tired players and a lot of tired teams playing against you know well-rested teams so they're going to have to figure uh, out their stamina balance
0: for example the florida panthers they have no makeup games. They are getting the full two and a half week break to play no games where there's going to be other teams that are going to be playing six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games. So that's who knows. Maybe that's when the argument comes on for does the rest and getting cold. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you against constantly playing? Because there are some teams that you watch them. Uh, There's a lot of Canadian teams this way that when they had those longer breaks, you could tell that they struggled not having that all the time. So it's Florida does have injuries, so it kind of works in their favor. Maybe we'll have to wait and see. They're they're making the playoffs either way, Mm -hmm. but how will they how will they bounce back from their, oh, almost three week vacation they've got coming up?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, the other thing to kind of think about with that, though, is I would hands down every single time take that break. Because you can rest, you can recharge, you can let your muscles kind of rejuvenate a bit. And especially since you are heading towards the playoffs. They know they're going to the playoffs. For sure they are. If they aren't, then it's a monumental collapse. Um, and and they live in Florida. There you go. But even still, um, they're going to the playoffs, which means they get that time to rest midseason. Toronto, Montreal. I mean, Montreal's not going, but... Um, Toronto, for instance, they should also make it to the playoffs, again, barring a monumental collapse, but they're going to be busting their asses in February, and in doing so, they're going to potentially be going into the playoffs far more tired than teams like Florida that do have these extended breaks, so that could be an interesting deciding factor as well, like they could be going in a bit more tired, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I might be completely wrong, but who knows?
0: It's a good case study, I guess. Yeah.
1: Right. So. I mean, it, the sample size will be small, but even still. Yes. <laughs> but I
0: mean, there's also you've got a few top teams that are going to be in the same position. Like Carolina, they've got to play a handful of makeup games. Yep. Um, you've got both uh, Alberta teams, mind you, they're both out of the playoffs currently. Mm. Colorado's got a few games that they have to play. Yeah. So it's we'll we'll see what happens with that. As I said, it's a lot of hockey, and. Luckily for the Leafs, because they're the Leafs, their West Coast games won't all start at 10 p.m. So, yeah. Like, they've got that going for them, which is nice.
1: Yeah. The joys of being an East Coast fan and the horrors <laughs> of being a West Coast fan. That's me.
0: When your team always has to play on West Coast time.
1: Yeah. Uh, 10.30 starts. Uh, like, whoever thought to themselves, you know when we should start a hockey game? 10.30 at Eastern Standard Time. That is a bad person.
0: They are uh, mean. They're... They're not expecting a lot of tune-in from the East Coast when it's out West, when it's like a 7 or 7.30. Start. I'm
1: aware that I'm an outlier here. I know this. <laughs> but I'm allowed to be grumpy. It but is clearly early.
0: But you clearly, you're the star of the Truman Show. They should cater for Pat. Yeah,
1: always. I thought we already discussed this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we deleted that episode. Uh, that's fair. Okay. So... Um, was- do you want to go to something... Do you want to go to Chicago quickly first, or do you want to go elsewhere? Because there's a few other things we want to get to.
1: All right, let, let's let's talk about Chicago real quick, and then I have I want to go into the little challenge thing that I have for you. After okay. That. Okay. So we'll
0: we'll get the we'll get the uh, I don't even know what to call this, um, but the best way to describe this is you had said before we started this on our very first episode of this show, um, we spent a lot of time talking about the Kyle Beach situation with the Chicago Blackhawks and everything that had happened there. And it looked like for a tiny bit that the Blackhawks organization was it, kind of starting to get the fans' trust back, kind of starting just turning over a new leaf but not being like, well, we're just going to bury the past. We're going to make sure these things don't happen again. It looked again. like they
1: were trying. It Yeah. it it There was that, some semblance of we, effort.
0: And we know now that that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, On Wednesday, there was a town hall that included basically all the higher ups for the Chicago Blackhawks. So you had uh, the CEO, the CEO's son, uh, I believe um, one of the presidents of operation was there as well. Don't quote me on that. And a question was asked on uh, by Mark Lazarus and the response back from Rocky Wertz, who owns the Blackhawks set everything back to zero if not made it worse yeah um it more or less was
1: repeating what was being said for almost 10 years of we don't want to talk about it ignoring it pretending like it wasn't there and yeah again we don't want to spend too much time on this but it was absolutely disgraceful and the worst part is is a gm can't just walk up and just say or like you, you, he He's hes the owner, and the owner is the person that normally walks up and says, Hey, get out. You can't say that stuff. Who's going to say that to him? Batman? Come on.
0: Yeah, and the just for quick context, what Mark Lazarus had asked about was, How is the team going to move forward with everything that happened? What are you putting in place so that something like this can't happen again? And the response was, uh, I'm not going to answer the question, I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward and we're not going to talk about 2010. But that wasn't the question though. And that was responded and it just kept getting worse. The hole just kept getting dug more and more. And Danny Wirtz, who is Rocky Wirtz's son, tried to step in and you could see he was going to have a positive answer being like, here's what we're going to do. Rocky Wertz jumps back in and basically just shuts everything down going, that's not your business what do you think you're doing it's not any of your business and it just got worse and then the next person asking a question followed up and held them accountable rocky words made it even worse which was unbelievable if you haven't um heard or seen this yet do yourself a favor go find it It is so much worse than when you read the transcript.
1: Yeah, and then he issued an apology afterwards because, you know, (laughs) shoot first, ask question second. That's pretty much the way that he is living his life as an old white guy. Um, But, you know, I'm going to scream my head off at you, say terrible things, and then issue a terrible apology. Which, like, no, that's not how life works anymore. Like, you can't...
0: His apology was my response to the two questions crossed the line.
1: Yeah, come on. No, take, take actual ownership. Cross the line. My response was wholeheartedly inappropriate, and I sincerely apologize if I've caused any damage. If you'd like to talk more about this, please, let's set up a time. Done! That's how you PR it. It's so simple. You just you just do that. You just own up to the fact that you have to have that conversation. You can't pretend like it didn't happen.
0: There was an easy layup for uh, like anything there and nothing. It's the same with the the NHL when they were asked if they were going to support the other players involved with the uh, um, the sexual assault case, and they basically just went, "No, well, we want more research." So a lot of a lot of misses from the NHL on this. Um, that story is still ongoing at this time. We'll move on from there. All I know about this next thing is that I'm not allowed to see what Pat has on his screen.
1: Yay. Which is
0: usually a scary thing. Cause last week, that's how Pat found out about deep fake McKinnon.
1: Yeah, this is different though. Um, okay. There's no weird faces. This one here is just a list of questions. So, um, we're about halfway through the season. For the most part. I think most teams are pretty damn close to halfway through. Um, And, I mean, it's the Ulster break. That's the natural halfway. So, in doing so, I wanted to kind of look at see what our thoughts were on um, what the season's been so far. And then a couple questions about what we think might happen coming up. Um, And I didn't want Brian to see these questions because I wanted uh, unfiltered, like, No, like, deep thoughts and, like, oh, let me look up a whole bunch of stuff. No, 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 no. I wanted, like, straight up, these are your answers off the cuff. Um, And I did my best to write them as quickly as possible and then just not look at them after that so that I also come in with sort of, like, a fresh mind with it. So it's a who is your or what is your. So we're going to look. Why is your. How is your. So. The first question is, who is your breakout star for the season so far? Oh,
0: the immediate gut response, even though he has been a star, he's just been so overlooked, is uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. Oh, okay. He he has been so good for so long, but just overlooked, and it's finally showing because this Florida team is just a monster. So to me, I it has to be... Jonathan, he- that's just the first name that comes to mind.
1: Okay, mine. Uh, and I mean, I'm going to be—I I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of Homer answers. But uh, Devon Taves, <laughs> um, I know. Well, like, yeah, he's a lot of people probably were thinking Kadri. I knew Kadri had a lot of skill uh, just from watching him in Toronto. He just was played poorly, um, and then he always kind of did a lot of stuff to screw himself over, um, or was just paired with not a, a good mesh. Devon Taves, he was good in the island like for the islanders but since coming to colorado he has been unreal good he is like borderline in norris talks and he should be talked about more um but he has been absolutely fantastic on the ice if you look at his stats any of his stats they are some of the best that you're gonna see for a defenseman in this league so far so he is my breakout star i'm gonna tippity type here for a second so brian said (laughs) hubert because we're gonna look back on this and we're gonna look at how wrong we were
0: (laughs) and i i still if i remember correctly when we were talking about who was going to win awards i still believe that my huber doe for heart will uh i'll be right on that one at the end of the season
1: okay um next question what has been your biggest oof Moment of the season so far, the one that made you audibly go, Oof. um, the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers,
0: okay. Why start this? Start the season, win fifteen of twenty. Oh, how did they not do something more? It, it, it. Well, they're out of a playoff spot now. They were essentially locked in early in the season. Um, yeah, they still have an over five hundred percent win record at this point, but you talk about things getting bad. Yeah. McDavid and dry were not going to keep up Mario and jogger levels of scoring, but that, that team just absolutely fell off the cliff. Uh, you've got the coach calling out the goalie in press conferences after it's just a big old woof.
1: Okay. I like that one. I mean, I, th- I thought you were going to go with the Habs cause that's a big hoof. Um, but that was, I mean, that's been a long, slow, hoof, whereas, yeah, you're right. Edmonton just, collapsing The Habs themselves. have shown
0: sign of that for a long time. Yeah. They literally snuck into the playoffs the last two seasons. The one season they only snuck in because twenty four teams were allowed in.
1: True. Well, that wasn't like the playoffs. Playoffs. They still, they still snuck in. True. Um. All right. So mine actually wasn't technically even a part of this season. It was a little before it, and it's the one okay. that I, I think I walked around my place saying oof to myself for like a good (laughs) 10 minutes after I heard the news of how much the Chicago Blackhawks paid Seth Jones. Oh, yeah. That to me, uh, there's a million Can can
0: Darnell Nurse's contract also add to my Edmonton oof? (laughs) Honestly,
1: he's at least been doing... Like, I watched the game, and he looks like he's doing stuff on the... Seth Jones, my goodness. That is a disgusting overpayment. He is getting paid... He's getting paid Makar money, and he's not even remotely close to conversations. Wierenski on... um uh Columbus. Columbus he got a, a an equally substantial contract but he's performing towards that contract he's he's much more defensive so it's a little bit different but he's still Well not only really that well.
0: Columbus needed to keep a star there and they had to show so that's why WerenSki got that contract they had to show people will stay here yeah, but yeah that oh i forgot about yeah hoof <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> like i saw like as soon as i saw that contract come in i was like that's not going to be good and guess what i was right <laughs> So that,
0: that does ugh. not offset getting a Vesna, uh, trophy winner for nothing.
1: No, it, there, has been a lot Oof. of oofs in the Chicago, uh, wheelhouse this year, but I think that is one of at least hockey related in the hockey world. That is one of the biggest oofs I have seen in a long time. Um, all right. Next question. Who or what is your villain of the season so far?
0: Oh, villain of the season so far, um, John Tortorella. Oh, okay. Just think, and it's been so much fun because, what was it, a week and a bit ago when he was on, I believe it's The Point that he's on on ESPN, basically just called out all of Canadian media just because of how they go after him. You think when uh, Zegers did the alley-oop, he was not a big fan of it. The Michigan Happens, not a big fan of it. So, you've got it's that old school mentality up against the, the younger fans who are loving all this new stuff, who are gravitating towards the happy puppy that is Trevor Zegris. And he's just like, no, this is bad. This is bad for the game. To me, I, Torts is, I think, the biggest villain.
1: He's like the. Right now. He's like the what I don't even I've never even seen the movie but he's like the old guy in Footloose that's just like no dancing or singing is allowed <laughs> and then all the kids are like but we wanna and then Kevin Bacon saves the day so just hopefully Kevin Bacon's at the All-Star game. Um so <laughs> your villain Pat? My villain. It's it's tough. It's it's going to be really tough for me to choose one.
0: Can I can I take a guess as to um what it might
1: be. Because I've been saying we should talk about this person's name multiple times. Uh, Jordan Greenway? He see, it's between Jordan <laughs> Greenway because he he somehow gets away with injuring so many people. Um I think He's, for that,
0: for those who aren't as big into this, he plays for the Minnesota Wild.
1: Yes. And he just got a new contract with the Minnesota Wild, but he does cheap hits, dirty hits, and has injured multiple players this season. Um, and I think that is outside of the realm of villain. I just think that he's a dirty player. Um, and he should be looked at with a really fine tooth, um, fine tooth magnifying glass. Sure. Why not? There's fine tooth comb. No, yeah, there's, there's teeth and magnifying glass. Um, but I think the villain this season has to be the referees, um, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, torts against the world sort of thing. It's the refs against the league. Um, you are playing, depending on who, which team they decide to be against that night is what it feels like. It feels like the team then has to play both whoever they're actually playing and then the refs. They've created this awful, awful um, hatred of them. And the NHL keeps trying to be like, look how cool Wes McCauley is. And then the night after, <laughs> you know, they miss a call that causes a brawl and multiple injuries. You know, I think about Pionk and all those things. Like, you know, it's it's bad.
0: It's like we get the baseball off season where we're like, oh, those umps are bad. And we get right into hockey and we're like, oh, the refs are bad.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't know. It, uh, and then you
0: wonder why baseballs actually looking in their minor leagues at bringing in some robot umping. Huh. Who would have thought?
1: Mm. <laughs> they took our gerbs. Anyways, <laughs> who is – this is the next question. Who is your biggest bust of the season so far? Who? Not a full team. Which player is your biggest bust?
0: Oh, um, give me a uh, – well, I know what I want to say. So I'm sorry, Vancouver fans. Um, Elias Patterson. Mm. We talked about him a lot off the top. He's starting to rebound now, Mm -hmm. which is good to see. They've got the new coach there, but he signs that nice new big contract. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of starting to get his shot back. So by the end of the season, I think this take is going to be absolutely wrong by the end of the season. (laughs) I'm I'm being totally honest on that, but as it stands right now, mm-hmm. uh he could also go under the hoof.
1: Okay. So you're saying Pedersen. Um I am going to say Austin Matthews. No, I'm kidding. There's no way I can <laughs> I <was> I like,
0: <laughs> how are you going to how are you gonna pull this one off when Austin Matthews has twenty one goals in his last twenty one games? Goals like, don't make a gonna, player.
1: Anyways, um <laughs> No, I think... Goals uh, don't win games! (laughs) I mean, if all (laughs) he does is score... He's not a team... Anyways. um, (laughs) um, Leaf fans
0: angrily messaging Pat, how dare you?
1: Oh yeah, no, I I will go toe-to-toe with all you Leafs fans and then, you know, curl up into a ball and cry. Um, But the biggest bust of the season for me... So far, this one was actually tough to try and think of. Like, I've been trying to think really hard of who this could be, and there's a couple names that come to mind, um, and I had one, and it's disappeared from my head, so I'm rambling right now in hopes that it'll come to me. <laughs> and Give I've...
0: me a team, and I might be able to help
1: you. Who the hell was it? Um... We're gonna to have to edit this out this long oh no stretch we're of, we're keeping we're Lord. we're keeping
0: this because it's it's fun watching the gears turn for packs. I'm trying to think of uh, what player he could have possibly been thinking of because there's a few very good players that have had slow starts. Yeah. um, I mentioned the one of them, obviously. And because you said player instead of team, that does make it a little bit tougher, and you can't even remember what team. so I can't even help
1: you with this one. I feel like it was East Coast. Damn it. It's going to come to me later, but... Um, Pat's the one... just going
0: to yell out a name later, so we'll, we'll come yeah. back to that. But when it no, it out. I
1: will say the one, at least for the first half of the season, the one that was kind of eating at me quite a bit was Darcy Kemper. Um, he has turned it around since, thankfully. Was it him or
0: was it the equipment?
1: Uh, it could have been both um but no he was he definitely was a disappointment um but thankfully he has turned it around but he doesn't look as confident as he did in arizona um and i'm really worried that by the end of the season he is going to be the full-blown bust um so i'm i'm gonna have to keep an eye on that one because uh were
0: you thinking grubauer
1: by the way Oh yeah, Grubauer was a bit of a bust as well. Because uh, um, uh, there was that there
0: was that three team basically bid for Grubauer. Yeah. Uh, for a big amount of money, and yeah. Well, you think on that. we'll, if there's more, Pat, move on to the next one.
1: Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. And if I can think of the uh, of the one that did come to mind, and then I just completely forgot it. <laughs> Good lord. Um, who is your I was wrong about them, player of the season so far.
0: Who was my I was wrong about them? Yeah. See, this is where it's tough for me because I'm trying to very quickly go through and not look up anything. Um, I know who yours should be, but I doubt you're going to say it. I'll wait till you say yours and then I will bring that up. No. Um, I <laughs> think for me... Um, Stephen Stamkos.
1: Okay. I thought, I thought
0: he was, I thought that was it. Um, when we saw him, he got his cup. He actually got to play this time. I thought that it was going to be like, that was the, the last ride. And it's like, oh yeah, that's why he was probably going to be a part of team Canada's gold medal, potentially team. If the NHL went to the Olympics.
1: Okay. That's a good one, actually. I really like the Stamkos pick there. Um, for me, the I was wrong about them player, uh, I think I gotta say Tom Wilson. In a weird way. It feels a bit dirty. But he's just kind of proven that he can play without being a dick. Um, well, it's
0: because he established himself as, you don't want to do anything against us yeah. or I will beat you to a pulp. And now he's, he's that... What teams would pay, like they would give up anything for a power forward like that? Yeah, and he's become that. And he's—you look at when that contract was signed after they won the cup. Everybody was like, "That is the worst deal ever." And then halfway through the season, everybody was like, "Oh, that's why." Can I can I tell you who I who you should have said?
1: Sure. I'm not. Do you,
0: do you have any? I'm not going. No, I'm, going? I'm not.
1: I'm never going to admit that anything about Austin Matthews. Never.
0: Kirill Kaprizov.
1: Oh, no. I still believe that he's just having one year and that's it.
0: The The second year continues. No, nope, I don't believe he's... it. I don't. <laughs> see, this is how we know by the end of the season. I'm going to be like, see, Pat, I told
1: you. No. Nope. And you know what? If he played for literally any other team, I'd be like, look at him go. Look at how great he is because he plays for the wild and I hate the wild with such a burning passion. Nobody on that team is good period. Even though that they're is doing it. I
0: think it was the perfect pick for you. No,
1: no. Uh, actually, I did think of uh, two actually the, I thought of the original one. And then I thought of another one that was even better. Uh, so the original one was Lafreniere. Um, wow. Wow.
0: He's, he, uh, last two. Well, there's a, I can defend him on that. Listen to me, a Devils fan um, supporting a Rangers player. Look who's ahead of him. He is not getting any ice time. No. He is not getting any support. And mind you, uh, what, his last two games, he's looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, the the Rangers got so lucky with that, and it's unfortunate for Lafreniere. I mean, he's on an amazing team. They're probably going to win a cup soon. But I feel like his growth is going to be stunted for a little bit because he can't get those big minutes because he's got some of the best players in the league ahead of him that he can't take their spot.
1: Yep. Yeah. The other one, though, excuse me, I just burped on a podcast. That's disgusting. Um, too much coffee. <laughs> the other one uh, that, I, that is up there that I think is the better example of a bust and a, just a, ooh, that sucks. Almost an oof. Tatar. I'm sorry. Uh I was
0: that I was trying to think of a devil and yeah Tatar is uh he has not been having a good go at it this season no. the last two games the devils had against the leafs I'm pretty sure he lost the puck more than he skated with it yeah um I I hope that this even the few day break that the devils have um that he's able to recoup I know that there were reports that a handful of Dever, De, Devers Devers Devils had, um, side effects from COVID and it's really affected them. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to say, but yeah, he was, uh, he was one of the big off season gets aside from Dougie Hamilton, who was the offseason get, and he's, he's wow. chilling down on the third line right now with, uh, Andreas Janssen.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, that one has been disappointing. So I'm hopeful that it's just, uh, injuries are plaguing him. So. Uh, But let's keep going because we still have a few more questions. We're running pretty decently long on this. But uh, what has been the biggest shock of the season so far?
0: The biggest shock of the season. um, Vegas turning it around after their start.
1: That was shocking to you.
0: Vegas starting the season being near the bottom of their division. We thought that, think back, we thought that when they traded for Eichel, they were going to have to do, they were screwed, that they were going to have to play catch up once he got back on the ice, they weren't going to make it to the playoffs, they were battling injuries, they didn't have their first line, they were their essentially their first two lines for the first while of the season, and they still managed to start turning things around. That's the first one that came to mind for me, just because you look at them now, they've still got one of the best players in the league will be an untested commodity coming back in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess the other one for biggest shock would be the fact that um, somehow Arizona is not last in the league, considering they sold everything.
1: Yeah, they should be dead last. Um, But, I mean... Montreal. But they've got good a for, goalie. Good for them. Montreal is just like, you know what? We're we're not gonna let you be last place. We'll be your besties for that. Um, so good good for them. Uh for me, I think the biggest shock has been Nashville. Um They are good. Even though, again, that they're they're a rival team, so like I'm not gonna like a lot of the rival teams in my division. Um, but damn, I mean UC they Soros were... is obviously they're doing. He's he's put the whole team on his back, and it's just pulling them forward. But holy. So that's
0: that's Nashville with two goalies that have done that thing because it was supposed to be he has gone. We're screwed. Yep. Then you see Soros. It's like, oh, that's why you guys kept him. Yeah. And I know you're not gonna like this, but uh, Matt Shane is looking like an unreal player this year. Well, because he wanted, and to- he's he's a big part of why. Nashville is uh, creeping up on Colorado.
1: Well, I know that. Like, I'm aware, like, he, it's not that he's a bad player. I know he's a good player. He just hated being on the team with Colorado, which is why I don't like him. Um, he was a poison for the team because as soon as he left, all of a sudden, they were great. I mean, granted, the picks they got for him definitely helped, but even still, a lot of those picks didn't come to fruition until they started winning again.
0: Like, UC Soros, by the way, uh, 927 save percent. Yeah. 2.35 goals against average. He is 24 and 11 with three overtime losses. That is unfair.
1: Yeah, he is he's definitely one of the major reasons for it, but I mean, the other thing you you, you can't really uh discount is the defense in front of them. They've been playing really really well in front of them and everything. Like you're not seeing blowout games too often against them, so, you know, they're just doing well, and it's it's good to see. You know, it, it, you know that's a newer market there for for hockey, so it is good to see that it's continuing there. As much as it pains me to say, um, so I am going to ask the next question. What has been the biggest disappointment of the season?
0: <laughs> um, the heart says the Devils, because I was ex- at least expecting them to be um, competitive. Yeah. Uh, they are once again going to be at the bottom uh, of the league. Um,
1: <sighs> See, I know my answer already. Do you want me to say mine? You can go.
0: Yeah, give me a give me a second to to go with the proper answer, not what the heart says. Yeah,
1: no, that and it either or because mine is both the proper and what the heart says, and that is again it started before the season. And that was Seattle. What a disappointment. As much as it is fun to see what they're doing, and the arena's amazing, and, like, the hype and everything behind it, the build-up, the everything, and then what they picked from the teams, they had so many... Like, how did they pass up Domi? How did they pass up Teresanko? How did they pass up Price? And then get three goaltenders that are garbage. They could have, like, no offense to Grubauer, like, he's a good goaltender, but... Not really, like, and I thought like all the people that they picked for goaltending was amazing, but apparently they just didn't get anybody in front of them that was good. Um, it's just been such a mess in the team, and they should have had a gimme spot in the playoffs, but instead they are fighting, kicking, and screaming, trying to get into it. What a disappointment.
0: Um sitting on it. No, the, the devil's still sit at the top of the list for me. Cause yeah. I was like the Islanders, Hey, actually they've been winning lately and they've got so many games in hand that they might be able to turn things around the flyers who things have looked bad there, but they look worse in new Jersey. Um, Cause we brought in a, a goalie that was supposed to be a great backup. And for the second season in a row, we completely lose that goalie for the season. So uh, I'm sticking with the devils on this. Cause it goes back to what you said before Tatar.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sucks. They they made a lot so, of good moves, but it's just none of them panned out. And that has been the theme. Sometimes it does not work. That has been the theme. And we've
0: got a lot of the same coaching staff that we've had for going on 7, 8 years now. Yeah. Um it would it would be nice to see some change, please.
1: Yeah um
0: i'm tired of the pain meter adding a number every single week i'm pretty sure they've added it like it's up to like 14 out of 10 now on the pain meter for the devils
1: it's somehow gonna go up uh go up in the ulcer break somehow i don't know how it'll That'll end go. at
0: six, 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 just to be uh proper
1: just to be cute um all right and then this is the last of the uh deciding out of a big pool of things um, okay. What is the overall highlight of the season so far? Maybe, whether it's a highlight goal or a moment or whatever it may be, what's the highlight you for you this season?
0: Um, it it seems like there's actually some fun happening on the ice. Okay. So you've got obviously the alley oop, the Michigan's happening. You've got game one for the Devils, the Jack Hughes throwing his stick into the uh, stands moment after winning it in overtime just it it seems like the NHL is letting the players have a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. which then makes it a little bit better to watch the games and you kind of want to like who in their right mind was looking at Anaheim this year being like you know what they're a must-watch team they are now they have the players that make it that way it I think it's I was not expecting this season coming out of the uh, basically locked in divisions from last year with the Northeast, whatever they were called, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I was expecting this season to be rough. It's been fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's been fun. Yeah, you're not wrong. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, that, how many Macars definitely... on like
0: 17 highlights because he just keeps doing the dumbest things that we've never seen before.
1: That's true. The way that he just snaps ankles and snaps everyone's sort of ego at the same time. It's Uh, remarkable.
0: Fun. Ovechkin being uh, potentially fighting for the heart and rocket at his age getting closer to Gretzky. It it just feels like a fun season, and I feel like it wasn't supposed to be.
1: Okay. You know what? I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, For me, I've been trying to think of something a little bit different from this, but I think it's got to be what happened in Vancouver. Uh, I mean, good on them, you know, they they had this awful start, everything was just collapsing around them, like it felt like the entire city was imploding. And then they said, you know what, screw it, We we can't let this happen. They fired what seems to be the right people, and brought yeah. in what seems to be probably the right people, and they've turned it around. I mean, yeah, obviously that win streak went away and they've lost a few games here and there and COVID has really kind of hurt them quite a bit when it comes to especially goaltending but there's just there's an energy there's an excitement around the team and the way that they just said well you know what we're going to push forward and we're going to do what we can and we're still going to try and win this you know it it's kind of a highlight to me. It's it's great to see that you know overcoming adversity because you want to see that with the firings. you want to see that success from that. So that to me is the uh, the highlight. So um,
0: yeah, they've they've got a lot of ground to make up if they want to make the wild card. But uh, as Jim Carrey once said, so you're telling me there's a chance.
1: Exactly. Um, all right. So we're gonna switch a little bit of gears when it comes to the questions, and these ones are sort of yes/no. Okay. Will Ovechkin break 50 goals this season? He is currently sitting at 29. Yes. Okay, Brian says yes. Absolutely yes. And I say no. I don't That
0: is banking on an injury.
1: Uh I just he he always starts really hot and then end of the sea then he goes into a bit of a dip and then he ends the season pretty hot. I just I think he's gonna be close. He's gonna flirt with the number, but I don't think he's gonna break it.
0: He hasn't been scoring from the Ovechkin office this year. It's been everywhere else. So he hasn't even gone into that. I don't feel like moving on the power play yet. That to me, it's an easy yes. He's not going to win the Rocket. That's going to be Kreider, but he's going to he's going to pop fifty.
1: Okay. Um, DeBrincat will he break fifty goals? He is currently at twenty six goals. So he is he's flirting with that number. Will Alex DeBrincat break fifty goals?
0: No, will he break 110 points? Yes.
1: Okay, I think he will break 50 goals because somebody on call, uh, not Colorado, Chicago needs to score. Um, to bring out is showing that he can, and I feel like no, you
0: don't always need somebody to score. Let's be honest. Well, you, you do need be like some, the Devils or the need, Canadians. You need someone to <laughs> score if you
1: want to win. You may not have someone to score. That's that's the difference. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> All right, next one. Will Kadri beat Ovechkin in points this season? Kadri is currently sitting at 60 points. Ovechkin is sitting at 58. Will Kadri beat him?
0: Can I put an asterisk on my answer? Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if not suspended. Which one? Uh, Kadri will have more. The asterisk. Well- uh won't if he gets suspended. Well,
1: it, no, it's regular season, so he won't get suspended. He gets suspended in the playoffs. Oh, he
0: can still get suspended in the regular season. I know, I, but... I think he will. Yeah. Um, every single time McKinnon goes down, Kadri just goes... Hoo! And carries the team, so he, he's going to get a lot of points. All right,
1: I am with you on this. I think that he will beat Ovechkin. Although it is good to see Ovechkin is uh, raking in some assists as well, because, you know, he's pretty much half and half, which is pretty cool. He is half and half. That's cool. Um, yep. And then finally, 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 will Matthews break one hundred and ten points? Yes, he is sitting at fifty one right now. So roughly, a little under half the season because they uh, they do have a couple games they have to make up.
0: Um, Leafs are at it's the only thing I'm looking up right now. I want I believe they're at forty two or forty three games, uh, forty two. So they are one game. Past the halfway point.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So that means he is sitting on pace to technically just hit a hundred, roughly.
0: I think he's going to get it, and it's going to be one of those ones where it's it's they've got a lot of games coming up in a in a short amount of time. That is when he seems to just be like, you know what? I feel like scoring a hat trick tonight. Is when they have all those tight games because if the other team is sloppy for a second, he just finds a way to score. So yeah, yeah.
1: I now that and now that Marner's scoring, Matthews is getting assists. True. So, um, I don't think he's gonna break a hundred and ten. I also don't think he's going to break a hundred because my gut is telling me he is gonna get injured. Um. He's he he's doing really well. He's skating around. I just I don't know why. I just have this thing in my head that he is someone's gonna hit him into the boards and it's gonna aggravate his shoulder. Um and he's gonna have to sit a few games, like maybe not a big injury, but enough that it's gonna disrupt his pace. Um so uh yeah, I think that that is going to that 110 isn't achievable and one hundred is going to be a struggle. So That is the end of my questions. I think, I don't know, I think those are fun. We're going to double check on those once we get into the offseason because we're going to have to talk about some at that point.
0: Um, And one thing I do want to bring up, just looking at the time, we're going to wrap this episode here up uh, really shortly. Yep. So there were kind of two questions that were posed last week on the show. One of them being... Um, will Chris Letang end up with the Norris at the end of the season? Um, you can't see what I'm seeing right now, and that is Pat shaking his head. Uh, he's still, um, I, if that happens, the reaction from Pat's going to be amazing, first of all. Well, I already um, said
1: on Twitter, and like you can quote me, that if Chris Letang wins this stupid friggin' trophy, and I have to censor myself because I'm so mad about the thought of it, if he wins the trophy, I will purchase a Austin Matthews jersey, Team USA. Oh,
0: he's he's doubling down. On it. So
1: will not, I? Can guarantee he will not win it.
0: Um. So we asked uh, both of these questions on our TikTok Ice Prep podcast. Pat's gonna like the answer. Um, out of the uh, sixty-nine voters, hey, nice. Six sixty-eight percent saying no.
1: Oh, I wish it was a double 69. Mm, Careful, Pat.
0: But that that still means 22 of the 69 people are in agreement with me. And I have the feeling you thought that that would be a much bigger skew of a percent.
1: Honestly, I thought more people were going to mess with me and just vote yes just to make me angrier. So, yeah. You know what? I'll take 22 people being wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, 23 because I didn't vote. There you go. Um. And then the other question that we asked, because I brought this one up to Pat involving um, Nathan McKinnon. Did it look like he was deep faked in that Tim Hortons hockey card commercial? Yeah. Uh, over 800 votes. So people were very, uh, they really wanted to to know on this one. Um, 294 people saying yes. 514 saying no. So 64% of people uh, agreeing that it was, that had to have been a deep fake of Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, so we're, we're going to ask we're going to ask questions again this coming week on uh, on TikTok. So check that one out there. But um, so some agreeing with Pat when it comes to the Tang and, and then a lot of people agreeing with us when it comes to was that a deep fake? I still think it was.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, you know, 80, 90 percent saying that it was a deep fake. So interesting. That's that's interesting. I like stats and that's fun, Um, but I think we should move into the games of the week, right?
0: Yes. So yeah. the the final thing is uh, the games of the week. Wah, wah, wah. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> see. I, I should have had our new our new voice thing ready to play here, which if you haven't heard, is fantastic. Woo. Thank you to uh, Buddy for doing that. Um, I think your game of the week from last week is uh, the best game of the week that's been picked so far. Yeah, hands down. So good. Um, Crosby against Ovechkin. Um, game goes to overtime. Caps win it. What an unreal game.
1: Yeah. And it meant a lot for the Capitals to win that. So like, uh, as I mentioned before that they, in the, in the previous episode, they really needed this win. Um, they'd been kind of on a slide. They hadn't been doing too well and Pittsburgh has been really killing it. So, uh, this is that matchup, you know, Washington versus Pittsburgh. It's been it's been the, the tough matchup regardless of either side uh, for years. So for Washington to win this, it meant a lot to them. And I'm really hopeful that this momentum carries them forward and keeps them pushing. Cause you know what? The playoffs aren't the same without Washington versus Pittsburgh.
0: That's true. And unfortunately for caps and caps fans, yeah, they lost their next game to the Edmonton Oilers five, three, but Even that wasn't a game of the week. So it doesn't matter. Woo. Uh, mine. If you were a, Uh, uh, Boston Bruins fan you probably hate me Uh, The stars just All over Boston On Sunday night 6-1 For Dallas so that one was uh, Talk about a one sided Affair Um, Yeah Uh, So we'll look ahead to this week Um I'm not sure what day yours is on, so I'll let you go first here, Pat.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot to put the day. I believe it's Tuesday. Uh, let me let me just do a quick look while I ramble. But the one that I chose... Uh, Tuesday, yes. The one that I chose was uh, Vegas at Edmonton. Now, the reason for that one is the points are actually pretty similar. Um, so Vegas has four games in hand over Edmonton. But when you actually look at the standings, they're nearly identical, minus Vegas has four extra wins. So... Pretty damn close matchup. Edmonton also has a lot to prove right now. Um, with everything that's happened, they brought in, unfortunately, Evander Kane. Um, but they need to try and claw back a lot of wins to try and push themselves into the playoffs because I think they're kind of in a win-now mode. They need to get there. They need to get to at least the second round. Um, and it all starts now, uh, especially as soon as you come back from the all-star break. So um, Edmonton is going to be fighting hard they are going to be doing everything to win this game and vegas is not one to just let that happen um so i feel like it is going to be a really hard match uh or vegas is just going to be able to shut down dry and mcdavid and just blow them out because that's what happens now
0: that is also a possibility i'm i'm gonna go to uh One of the first games after the All-Star break, which for some teams isn't very long. Clearly, I'm going to go New Jersey and... No, I'm not going to go with (laughs) New Jersey and Ottawa. That game is happening at the same time, but no. Is that the battle Um, of the bad? uh, That's the battle of the Ottawa Senators are going to destroy us. Not even the battle of the bad. Oh, no. Um, The other game that night, because there's only two games on Monday night, is the Leafs taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I know it's the easy thing to pick the Leafs, and I've made fun of myself in the past for being like, oh, it's the two best teams in the league facing off against each other. Last time these two teams faced earlier in the season, Canes won 4-1 handily. Frederick Anderson made the Leafs look stupid for getting rid of him, and Leafs have been back on the up and up. I mean, they had what is probably the dumbest last 10 games you will ever see in your life they went, if I'm not mistaken, uh, did they not go like 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, even though they gave up all of those leads yeah. in those games that we were making fun of? If if you were listening to us or anybody talking about the Leafs, you would swear that they had lost like 10 in a row. They were still 7-2-1. and one. They're coming in strong. Seems like Campbell may have found his juju a bit again, or it was know. just because they were pulled. playing the Devils. Yeah, he was, Devils did get him pulled. Um, but, Canes. One of the hottest teams in the league. Ridiculously fun to watch. The Leafs, they haven't really slowed down. Um, it'll be fun to see. Uh, I think, luckily, the All Star game itself takes place on Saturday this year instead of Sunday so that a few of the players will be able to get over their uh, Vegas hangover. But that's why I think it could be a fun game, too, is that it, it might be some sloppy, sloppy, high scoring hockey. Some sloppy.
1: Yeah, some sloppy. Um no, I agree that it could be a sloppy game, um, but you're going to have a lot of people that are coming back from their vacation as well. Uh, like Mrazek, for instance, he posted a picture of, I think he's on some kind of cruise. He's somewhere sunny. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a really, really good matchup. Um and the Canes blowing out the Leafs at the start of the season. I mean, I wouldn't even count that really at this point. The, the team at the start of the season versus where they are now, very, very different. Um, which can be said for most of the teams in the league. So it's almost like their first matchup as the proper team. Only thing that makes me kind of sad is it is going to be a sloppy game. Uh, you're coming back from the the All-Star break, and uh, you're going to have a couple people that might be just you know feeling a little bit dusty. And, uh, yeah, it's going to take some time for them to warm up. So you might see uh, a little bit of slow going, unfortunately, with it. I wish it was like midweek after they had one game, but it will still be well, a great game.
0: If you think back, the Leafs and Canes, they... They do entertaining games. So you've got the four-one win. Before that, you can go back the David Ayers game. Uh, you can go back <laughs> to the the what was it like a seven-five win for the Leafs when they had one of their rare afternoon games. Yeah. They were down in that game. Came way back. That for whatever reason, when these two teams play each other, it just seems to be just mayhem. The most ridiculous hockey in ways we never thought possible. So. Game of the week. New Jersey Devils at Ottawa.
1: Senators. (laughs) (laughs) Never. No, I don't think that'll ever be a game of the week, at least not in the next 10 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, maybe, maybe at the end of the decade, the turn of the next century, potentially we'll see.
1: Watch that actually be the game of the week. It's like 1514 is what it ends up being. Um,
0: Either that, or it's like, we're into the round round 20 of a zero zero game in the shootout because each goalie has like, 100 saves and it's been just highlight of the night yep. constantly. Nah, it's not gonna happen. No. So that that's the games of the week. Um, if past is anything to go by, uh, choose Pat's games over mine, but I think I might be on to a good one this week.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right on that one.
0: So I think that's a a good place to wrap this one up. We had, we had a lot of questions that we'll answer. Uh, later on in the season, towards May, which is weird to say, Oof. but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure out how many of those woofs we were right or wrong about as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. I feel like most of our takes will be like painfully wrong, and that's the fun of it. Yep, that's why I did it.
0: But I, yeah, just like Pat thinking Latang won't win the Norris, that's he's going to be so wrong.
1: I will not be buying an awesome Matthews jersey.
0: See now the the fun yeah well we'll save that for another time uh, I'll stop digging you on that one because when it does happen I want I want the wound to be fresh I don't want it just being something that I've constantly dug at
1: good good
0: <laughs> I think we'll wrap that up there uh, episode twelve of Ice Prep podcast want to thank everybody for listening and as well for those on CJBK getting kind of an extended listen to a bit more of what the show is like instead of just the half hour version. So kind of fun. There's a few pieces that you did miss in the show. So make sure you check out uh, Ice Prep Podcast on every major podcast network. Follow us on Twitter. Pat is at that Pat L. Myself at it's Woodrow. We have our socials as well. Ice Prep Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're a lot more, it seems like, active on both Instagram and TikTok when it comes to things. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you're on either of those, we seem to be on there. Uh, a little bit more and that's where we're asking uh certain questions being for TikTok. So go give us a follow there. Um anything you want to add before we uh, wrap things up here, Pat?
1: Uh no, just uh, enjoy if you can the All-Star game. Enjoy uh what's his face? Uh Fake Captain Machine America. Oh yeah. Fake <laughs> oh, Captain America? The, the... Come on. That's pretty cool. He's going to yeah, be a the, goalie. Uh, the...
0: On the breakaway challenge with, um, for some reason, Alex Petrangelo, which we didn't even get into yet. Yeah,
1: no, so uh, what's his face? Uh, I can't even, Russell, Wyatt Russell. Uh, Wyatt Russell. So Kurt Russell's son will be in net, as you would expect, uh, for the shootout challenge. So enjoy the insanity that the All-Star Game is going to bring. I am just hoping that it all just falls apart. (laughs) just is a calamity like everything doesn't work the cameras barely work and it's just everyone is just too drunk to participate that to me would be a successful all-star game with new episodes released weekly download the ice prep podcast wherever you get your podcasts